Do you ever look at someone and wonder what is going on inside their head? Well, I know. I know Riley's head. from there. Very nice. Okay, looks like you got this. Very good. That's fear. He's really good at keeping Riley safe. Easy, easy, huh? I'm back! Oh, we're good. We're good. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we're back. Here we go. All right, open. Hmm, this looks new. Make it safe. What is it? Okay, caution. There is a dangerous smell, people. Hold on, what is that? This is disgust. She basically keeps Riley from being poisoned, physically and socially. That is not brightly colored or shaped like a dinosaur. Hold on, guys. It's broccoli! Yeah! Well, I just saved our lives. Mm. Yeah, you're welcome. Riley, if you don't eat your dinner, you're not going to get any dessert. Wait, did he just say we couldn't have dessert? That's anger. Cares very deeply about things being fair. So that's how you want to play it, old man? No dessert? Oh, sure. We'll eat our dinner right after you eat this. Ah! Right, right. Here comes an airplane. Ah! Oh, airplane. We got an airplane, everybody. Ooh, an airplane. That changes everything, right? Uh, if there's some empty seats, still slide in. We got some folks standing at the back that we would love to get in here. Um, we're grateful that you're all here, but get close to somebody you don't know. Welcome to church. That's what we do. Uh, I love this movie because I sometimes have competing voices going on in my head. And my question is, is anyone else like that? Does anyone else here have competing voices going on in your head? And some of you right now are having those voices. I'm not raising my hand. No, no, I'm never raising my hand, preacher boy. You know, you got those things going on. No matter what happens, I'm not responding to what the guy at the front says. Well, today we're going to focus on something that seems really, really small, but it makes all the difference in where your life ends up. And it's, it's your thought life. It's where everything begins. Every action begins with your thought life. Look at Proverbs 23, seven. And here's what, um, the new Kings James version says for as he thinks in his heart. So is he, he or she, 
It, it, it could be man or woman. As they think in their heart, so are they. What it means is what you think about is what you do. And that seems, that seems so intuitive. It seems like we shouldn't even be talking about it at church. But there, there's some things that you need to understand. Look uh, at Proverbs 4.23. There's a different way that the Bible says it. Guard your heart above all else. The Bible talks about your heart. And we know that, that, that there's not the physical place where you're going. We're talking about the center of your emotions. Really, it's about your, your mind, what you allow in your mind. Because what is in your mind? then becomes something that, that your affections follow. Satan is out to get your mind because if he can get your mind, he can get your body. So the Bible says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Last week we talked about the principle of the path. Whatever path you're on leads to that destination. It doesn't matter how good your intentions are. If this path leads to that destination, that's where you're going to end up because you're on that path, because you chose that path. The Bible says, whatever dominates your thinking will then dominate your life. And and the Bible spends a lot of time talking about your heart and your mind. Why? Because this, your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. You will end up doing what you think about doing the most. Right thinking leads to right direction. Wrong thinking leads to wrong direction. Now, in this next scene, we learn that that Riley has some core memories that shape who she is, at least temporarily in the movie. Watch what these uh, core memories are. These are Riley's memories, and they're mostly happy, you'll notice, not to brag. (laughs) But the really important ones are over here. I don't want to get too technical, but these are called core memories. Each one came from a super important time in Riley's life. Uh, Like when she first scored a goal. That was so amazing. And each core memory powers a different aspect of Riley's personality. Like Hockey Island. Goofball Island is my personal favorite. Come back here, you little monkey! (laughs) Yep, Goofball is the best. Friendship Island is pretty good, too. Oh, I love Honesty Island. And that's the truth. And of course, Family Island is amazing. The point is, the islands of personality are what make Riley, Riley.
our girl. She's got great friends and a great house. Things couldn't be better. After all, Riley's 11 now. What could happen? Huh. She's 11 now. What could happen? Uh, so at the end of May, I, I decided what movies I was going to use for the summer, and I kind of put them in order, and, and I started praying about what, what I felt like God was leading me to share um, in all of these in all these movies. And when I got to this one, I was praying, and, and I really felt like God was telling me that, that we need to focus on our minds today. And so when I, when, in, in my preparation, I watch the movies, and I study, and I, I come up with different stuff. And, and then by Thursday, I put it all on paper. And so I, I've done the movie clip. I've, I've figured out which ones I'm going to use, and I'm watching them, and I'm praying. And so by, by Thursday afternoon, I'm finished with everything, and then I study over the next couple of days. And, and little did I know that, that two months ago when I did all of this, that, that what, was, what would happen to me over the last 24 hours would be unbelievable satanic attack. Um, I, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but um, the... As I'm studying this, as I'm reading through this, I'm, I'm having to say, God, I get it. My mind is, is, is a big deal. And Satan was relentless. And, and I don't know if you've ever been attacked relentlessly. Um, I, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> it doesn't happen all that often to me, but, but it does sometimes. And, and I told the first service, you know, I have about one emotion every six months and, and, uh, cause I'm not a real emotional guy, but this morning, um, I just, I couldn't even tell the band what was going on in my heart and my mind. I, I just, I, I started crying. And so I said, Hey, I need y'all to pray for me. So John prays this awesome prayer. Um, Michael Thatcher comes up and, and just puts his hand on my shoulder and, and and just the, the the fact of having good people, good friends around me lifted me up. And then the first service when we're singing the worship songs, God just God began to fill my soul and and remind me of not only this truth but other truths. We sang about those truths, um, and so I, I feel like I'm supposed to share that today because there's people out here that are struggling with your mind, and and it happens if you're breathing, you're going to be attacked. The enemy wants your mind because then he can get your body, then he can get you on a path that you don't need. To to be on that leads to a destination that you never had planned in your life. And so today is a wake-up call for all of us. Pay attention to what goes into your mind. You can change the channel. Last night I was laying there and I could not sleep because all of these voices were in my head. And I, and, and I just started at, at 11 o'clock, I just started praying, um, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is uh, honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, if there's anything excellent, anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. And I prayed that over and over until my heart rate slowed down. I still didn't go to sleep, but I, I felt like I was on the right path because I was filling my mind with truth. I was changing the mind from the voices that were telling me that, that I'm not good enough. And, and that's what the enemy does is he attacks you. It doesn't matter what it is that, that you value. He's going to attack you there. And, and in this, this movie, her, her core memories determine the path she's on until we're about to see some, some radical shit. People are telling, voices are telling her different things in her head. And so the things that she thinks about are going to determine where she goes in life. And the things you're thinking about now are going to determine where you end up in the weeks and months ahead. And some of you are acting on faulty information. Somebody said something to you years ago and you have put that as a core memory. And it could be a lie from hell, but it is part of who you are. And every decision you make is based on a lie from hell. 
God says we need to have core truths in, in, our, in our hearts, in our core memories, because then we're going to choose the right path and end up at the right destination. You see, if you, if you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think life is bad, guess what? Your life is probably going to be bad. If you think you have nothing to offer in this world, your life will be a self-fulfilling prophecy, and you'll end up offering nothing of eternal value. But on the other side, if you think you can, you probably will. If you believe that there are opportunities out there, then you'll probably see obstacles as opportunities, not as obstacles. If you believe that God is for you, then you know the scripture says there is no power on hell or earth that can come against those who are God's chosen people. You will see that power demonstrated in your life if if you focus on God on a regular basis. Now, I want you to watch this next scene and watch how these voices are competing for what Riley's supposed to think about. I'm telling you, it smells like something died in here. Can you die from moving? Guys, you're overreacting. Nobody is dying. A dead mouse! Ah, great. I'm going to be sick. House of the dead, what are we going to do? We're going to get rabies! Get off my mouth! All through the drive, Dad talked about how cool our new room is. Let's go check it out. It's going to be great. Yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. I'm starting to envy the dead mouse. Get out the rubber ball. We're in solitary oh, confinement. Riley can't live oh, here. It's right. the worst. It's, really bad. It's, it's absolutely the worst. This house it's the worst place I've ever been in my entire life. Hey, it's nothing our butterfly curtains couldn't fix. I read somewhere that an empty room is an opportunity. Where did you read that? It doesn't matter. I read it, and it's great. We'll put the bed there and the desk over there. The hockey lamp goes there. Uh, put the oh, chair there. Well, the trophy clock over the there. there. Stars. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Now we're talking. Let's go get our stuff from the moving van. All right. Goodbye. Well, guess what? The moving van won't be here until Thursday. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, the van is lost? Oh, yeah. The van is lost. Yesterday. And I know that's what I said. That's what they the told me. They're stressed out. They're stressed out. What are we going to do? What is their problem? I've got a great idea. Did you even read the contract? Anderson makes her move. She's closing in. Hey. Oh, no, you're She's not. She's running up in the truck. Coming behind you. Watch out. Watch out. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Grandma. Grandma. Uh-oh, she put her hair up. We're in for it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Hold on. Hello. Wait. You're kidding. Ah, uh, uh, stall for me. I'll be right there. The investor's supposed to show up on Thursday, not today. Uh, I gotta go. It's okay. We get it. You're the best. Thanks, hon. See you, sweetie. Dad just left us. Oh, he doesn't love us anymore. That's sad. I, I should drive, right? Joy, what are you doing? Uh, just uh, give me one second. Um, you know what I've realized? Riley hasn't had lunch, remember? Hey, I saw a pizza place down the street. Maybe we could try that. Pizza sounds delicious. Pizza? pizza. Yes, pizza. <laughs> That's good. Heck is that? Who puts broccoli on pizza? That's it. I'm done. Congratulations, San Francisco. You've ruined pizza. First the Hawaiians, and now you. That's my favorite line in the whole movie. First the Hawaiians, and now you have ruined pizza. See, negative people focus on what's wrong. The moving van isn't here. There's a dead mouse in my room. Vegetables on pizza. Who does that? Now, I realize that's not your issues, but you have issues. You do. We all do. 
Some of you, your issue is I'm not married. Some of you, your issue is I am married. Some of you, your issue is I don't have kids. Some of you, your issue is I have kids and I wish I had someone else's kids, right? We all have issues. Positive people, though, choose to see the best in in people and the situations around them. And it's not that you don't see the problems. You see God who's bigger than the problems. One of my favorite professors in seminary used to say that there is no such thing as blind faith when it comes to Christianity. Christians are very aware of the obstacles. We see the mountain, but our big is our God is bigger than the mountain. Our God created the mountain. And, and we need to live like we're seeing God, not like we're seeing the problems, the mountains. Um, when we got to Haiti this year, we got into some pretty heavy traffic. We were supposed to fly all the way on Friday, and we were going to hop on a bus. And if there's no traffic, it's a three-hour drive from Port-au-Prince to Jacques Mel, where we were going to stay. And so um, there was traffic, and I was really disappointed that we weren't going to get to go all the way. I, I couldn't wait for Janie and, and um, others in the tr- on the trip who'd never been to Jacques Mel. It's some of the most beautiful mountain scenery on the planet planet. As you're going up and down those mountains, it is just fabulous. So I was disappointed, but then our trip leader said, well, we're going to go to Good Shepherd Orphanage. Well, last year we stayed at Good Shepherd Orphanage. We moved our mattresses from our very hot room up onto the roof. We were right next to the ocean. And that's the most sleep I've ever gotten in Haiti. In fact, the first night last year, I had to get up at 2 a.m., go down, find my sheet to cover me up because I was actually a little bit cold in Haiti. Never happened before. So I thought, okay, at least we get to sleep on the roof. And so we go there. Nobody's there but us. There's a few other people uh, that hadn't gotten on their plane yet. They were, their trip was over. So we go and we take our mattresses up on the roof and, and I'm thinking, yes, this is good. And I wait until everybody's out of the shower and I go take my really, really cold shower because uh, there is no hot water in Haiti. And it was awesome. And during my shower, I hear this unbelievable wind thunderstorm come blowing off of the mountain. I mean, wind is whipping. It's it, We're in a concrete building and I'm thinking parts of the walls are going to start coming down. And all I can imagine is my mattress has floated off and has gone to Jock Mel on its own and I'll just see it there the next day. But luckily my family had gone up and taken my mattress down for me. So I thought, okay, well, at least we have electricity. But if you're in Port-au-Prince, you never have electricity all night. Never, ever happens. But we had it for about an hour and I fall asleep and I got my big honking fan. And even Armando, the guy who's in, in charge of everything in Haiti, he always says, did you bring your fan? I'm like, you know, I did. Even last year when I went, I, I took it to his house and had my big honking fan. And so I have my big honking fan. It's blowing me. I'm sleeping and the power goes off. And I'm laying there in a pool of sweat and I'm going, oh dear God, here I am in Haiti again, laying in a pool of sweat. And so for about an hour, I was laying there, woe is me. And then the, then the power came back on. I said, yes, Lord, you're awesome. And I slept the rest of the night. And so then we get in the bus and we're going over the mountains and it's just gorgeous. And we get all the way down the mountain and we're, we're coming down the last slope and we hear this bam. And, and I'm trying not to show panic because we've lost breaks before in the mountains and, and, it was something bad. And people are like, what's that? And I'm going, I don't know. And, and you look and, and our, our driver, he has this look on his face and he's trying to downshift. We lost our brakes, but luckily we're down the hill. So we come across this bridge and we, we stop, um, just across the bridge. Now, when I say we're in, we're in Jock Mel, we're not really in Jock Mel. You come across the bridge and there's a few, what we would call like a strip shopping center, you know, type of thing. But these are some huts that are lined up. Now we were right across the street from, from an auto parts store. And so all 
the mechanics come out, like 16 of them come out and look at, you know, they're talking. They're like, yeah, it's the brakes, it's the brakes. Can you fix it? Not right now. So they go back over and they do their thing. Well, we're right next to that, that little, I don't even know what that sign says, but that's a restaurant. When I say restaurant, you're talking about a little lean to that's right here. There's a big honking cow in the back that we watched them strip. You know, the, they, they skin the thing. And, and, and when I say restaurant, there's no places to sit down in there. There's no bathroom. There's no running water. You, you take a hunk of meat that they've cooked and you sit down on a root. And, and so that's where we are. And, and we just come through the mountains, three and a half hour drive. And, and none of us had gone to the bathroom and, and we had to go to the bathroom and, and we're not even going to talk about that. But, um, so we, we found a place. That's what you do in Haiti. Now, we, we wait for two hours out there in the heat and, and there was some shade and it was okay. To my knowledge, nobody complained. It's a good thing. Cause I said, just suck it up. It's what happens. You know, this is nothing. I'd start telling them stories that would wear them out. So I said, just, you know, nobody was complaining that I knew of. So about two hours later, they kept saying, well, we called a tap tap and a tap tap. What, what it is is a big truck and, and it's public transportation. We rented one for us. That's the one we rented. And, and the reason they call it a tap tap is when you get to your destination, you tap and, and that's how they know it's time. They stop wherever it is. They stop and you get off and you pay them and whatever. Well, we rented ours. Ours was private. So there's our tap tap. It pulls up after a couple hours and then we had to unload the bus. So show that next one. Yeah, there we're unloading the bus and you know, we have lots of luggage cause we had to take our sleeping, you know, our, our air mattresses and all of that stuff. So we're unloading. Now go back to the other one. There we are getting on ours and you see all of the stacks of luggage coming up. Next one. There is our selfie on the tap tap. We're thinking that everything's great. You notice how, how packed in there we are. All right. People are sitting above the cab. It's reinforced up there. Casey is over on the right. She thought she had the best, best seat until we were running into trees and stuff. And she's getting almost knocked out of the tap tap. Okay. That's our selfie. Next one. This one is, and you notice I have two hands on that rail back there because you see back in the background, that's a river. We went through a river in our tap tap with our luggage to get up this hill. Now coming down, we actually went through several rivers, some in the bus, not on a tap tap. And, and Bernard, our, our bus driver, his eyes were huge. Cause he's like, I, we didn't, we're not making this. And it was an adventure. We thought we we're just going to float off. We didn't praise God. So you had to hold on though, because this was a rough trip up the mountain. And I had like bruises in my armpit, but man, I was coming out of that thing and and the the luggage is sliding you're going up such steep hills and you're going around things and you're hitting bumps and so I'm at the back and when we go up a hill it's hitting me in the back of the legs and you can't push 15 people's luggage back here's the point nobody that I know of complained we just we just rolled with it because we were in Haiti we were on Haitian time which means when you get there when the bus gets there you get on it You can't get on it before it gets there, so you might as well just make the best of it. Now, the the trip, I believe, was going to be shaped by our strongest thoughts at that moment. I believe we were being tested at that moment. Now, now, a negative person would say, we had so many people back home praying. How come we broke down again? We've broken down a bunch. So either y'all suck at praying, or I don't know what the deal is, but, but... but we broke down again. So I don't know what happened if y'all forgot on that day or what, but, but the negative person would say, we had so many people back home praying. Why did we break down? Here's, here's the short answer. I don't know. I'm not in charge. I'm supposed to be under the authority of God and everything that happens to me when I'm under his authority comes through God. Now, if I step out from under his authority, everything that happens to me, that doesn't come from God. He just allows that stuff to happen. But when I'm under his authority, he's in charge. He gets to decide. And look what the scripture says about that. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. 
God's speaking and he said, he's talking to Isaiah and he says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. I don't know why we broke down, but I believe we were being tested. At least one reason we were being tested and the choices we made at that time would determine how much of God we saw over the next week. I think we passed the test because God showed up in a powerful way. Now, whether you're talking about marriage, sex, money, children, or a broken down bus in Haiti, you need to remember this. God's thinking on a subject will be different than the world's thinking every time. And your ability to develop a kingdom mind will determine whether you experience success and power in this life. It's because whatever you sow, those seeds you sow in your mind will come out in your hands, your mouth, and your feet. It will determine where you go. And if you want to know God's will, you got to give God your mind because the mind is to, um, to the soul what the brain is to the body. The mind is the control center of your body. So if I'm acting like a fool, it means I'm thinking like a fool. If I'm acting like a child of the one true king, it means I have a kingdom mind. And you cannot get a kingdom mind in your power. It comes only through God's power. Now, I want you to watch this next scene where they're battling. Again, the, the, the voices are battling, and Riley has a choice what she's going to think about. Watch this. What kind of a pizza place only serves one kind of pizza? Must be a San Francisco thing. <laughs> Still, it's not as bad as that soup. That diner in Nebraska? Oh, yeah. The spoon stood up in the soup by itself. Oh, good. Family's running. The drive-out was pretty fun, huh? What was your favorite part? Spitting out the car window! Definitely not when Dad was singing. Wearing a seatbelt! Oh, what about the time with the dinosaur? Oh, Definitely. that's the one. Of course. Mm-hmm. Dad, honey, Dad, 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 look at the car! Just look behind you! No, 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 no! Nice one, Joy. I like that time with the dinosaur. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Wait, what? What happened? She did something to the memory. What did you do? I, I just touched it. I shouldn't make it change. Oh, change it back, Joy! You can't change it back? No, I guess I can't. Could go in sadness. Now when Riley thinks of that moment with Dad, she's going to feel sad. Bravo. I'm sorry, Joy. I don't really know. I thought maybe if you... If, if you... if I Joy, mean, I, I, we've got a stairway coming up. Just don't touch any other memories until we figure out what's going on. Okay. All right, get ready. This is a monster railing, and we are riding it all the way down. Wait, what? What happened? A poor memory! Oh, no! Tennis, what are you doing? It looked like one was crooked, so I opened it, and then it fell out! It's just that I wanted to maybe hold me. Sadness, you nearly touched a core memory. And when you touch them, we can't change them back. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Something's wrong with me. I, it's like I'm having a breakdown. You're not having a breakdown. It's stress. I keep making mistakes like that. I'm awful. No, you're not. I'm annoying. They, well, uh, y- you know what? You can't focus on what's going wrong. There's always a way to turn things around. To find the fun. Yeah, find the fun. 
I don't know how to do that. Okay. Well, try to think of something funny. Um, oh, remember the funny movie where the dog dies? Oh, uh, yeah. That's not. Okay. What about that time with Meg when Riley laughed so hard <laughs> milk came out of her nose? <laughs> Come, on, Come on. Yeah, that hurt. Felt like fire. Oh, it was. Okay, okay, don't think of that. Let's try something else. Uh, what are your favorite things to do? My favorite? Um, well, I like it when we're outside. That's good. Like there's the beach and sunshine. Oh, like that time we buried dad in the sand up to his neck? Well, I was thinking more like rain. Rain. Rain is my favorite, too. We can stomp around in puddles. You know, there's cool umbrellas, lightning storms. More like when the rain runs down our back and makes our shoes soggy. And we get all cold, shivery, and everything just starts feeling droopy. Oh, hey, 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 easy. Why are you crying? It's, it's just really the opposite of what we're going for here. It's the opposite of what we're going for here. Um, Sadness in the movie reminds me of Satan, and I'm not saying that sadness is an emotion from hell. I'm saying that the voices in her head are being used by Satan to get her to focus on the wrong things, to mess up her thinking. Now, joy, on the other hand, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and only children of of the one true king get the Holy Spirit. And joy is constantly looking not at the negative, but at the positive, focusing on what is good, not what is bad. That's because that's what it's like when you have a kingdom mind. When you have the Holy Spirit, he's trying to show you how to look at the right things. A kingdom mind understands things that are outside the limitations of a normal human being. Now, this comes from Scripture. I'm not making this up. This comes from Scripture. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 2.14. The person without the Spirit. Notice it's a capital S, so we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The person without the Holy Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Holy Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Holy Spirit. The person with the Holy Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment. The Holy Spirit enables you to understand, to comprehend things that somebody without the Spirit cannot understand. Now, in this next clip, this last clip, I want you to watch what the normal voices tell her to focus on. Mom, Dad, come kiss me goodnight. I know. Be right there. Got to land this, okay? Did you hear Dad? He sounded really upset. (gasps) What was that? Was it a bear? It's a bear. There are no bears in San Francisco. I saw a really hairy guy. He looked like a bear. Oh, I'm so jumpy. My nerves are shot. Ew, I don't want to hear about your nerves. I'll tell you what it is. This move has been a bust. That's what I've been telling you guys. There are at least 37 things for Riley to be scared of right now. The smell alone is enough to make her gag. I can't believe Mom and Dad moved us here. Look, I get it. You guys have concerns, but we've been through worse. Tell you what, let's make a list of all the things Riley should be happy about. Fine. Let's see. This house stinks. Our room stinks. Pizza is weird here. Our friends are back home. And all of our stuff is in the missing van. Oh, come on. It could be worse. Yeah, Joy. We could be lying on the dirty floor in a bag. Okay, I admit it. We had a rough start. But think of all the good things No, that... Joy. There's absolutely no reason for Riley to be happy right now. Let us handle it. I say we skip school tomorrow and lock ourselves in the bedroom. Huh? We have no clean clothes. I mean, no one should see yeah, us. We could what? cry until we can't breathe. We should lock the door and scream that curse word we know. It's a good one. Now, hold on. But we all have our off days. You know... Hi, honey. The mom bad news train is pulling in. Doot, doot. Still not moving, Van. <laughs> 
Now they're saying it won't be here till Tuesday. Can you believe it? Toot, toot, toot! Where's Dad? On the phone. This new venture is keeping him pretty busy. I rest my case! Oh, your dad's a little stressed. You know about getting his new company up and running? Now, for a few well-placed withering scouts. Uh, I guess all I really want to say is... Thank you. Huh? You know, through all this confusion, you've stayed... Well, you've stayed our happy girl. Your dad's under a lot of pressure. But if you and I can keep smiling, it would be a big help. We can do that for him, right? Whoa. Well. Yeah, sure. What did we do to deserve you? Sweet dreams. Good night. Well, you can't argue with mom. Happy it is. Team happy. Sounds great. Happy it is. I actually feel sorry for Riley in this clip because she's being asked to fake it. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about tuning into the Holy Spirit so that you have a different mindset. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.16. Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we, who's we? Those who are filled with the Holy Spirit. But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. Someone who has the mind of Christ functions in a different way than people who don't have the mind of Christ. That's because when you have the mind of Christ, you actually see life through, through the glasses of the Holy Spirit. You have some lenses. If you, if you have, I have corrective lenses, got some contacts. I've got some glasses. If I don't have them on, I'm blind as a bat. When, when you don't have the Holy Spirit to filter your mind through, you do not see the reality of the spiritual world. Um, you know, you have the mind of Christ when you filter all of your decisions through the Holy Spirit, through God's word. You begin to ask questions like, what does God's word have to say about this? What, what um, would Christ want me to do in this situation? It's supernatural to think like that. It's beyond the capability of non-Christians to think like that because they do not have the Holy Spirit. Paul says that non-Christians actually ridicule spiritual things because they cannot understand them. They don't have the Holy Spirit to give them that uh, advantage. Now look at 1 Corinthians 2, 11 and 12. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When you became a child of God, when you, you were given the Holy Spirit, you were given a new mind. God downloaded some new software into your mind, into your soul through the power of the Holy Spirit. But some of you are so used to using the old software that you completely ignore the Holy Spirit in all of your decisions. And God says that's not wise. In order to take advantage of, of this, this ability to discern things that other people can't, you have to tune into the Holy Spirit and you have to do it every day. And sometimes you have to do it multiple times a day because you have an enemy who wants to destroy your mind. You will never see life clearly until you have the mind of Christ. Bow your heads for just a moment. There is something that Satan has been telling you over and over, maybe for years, maybe for decades, and it's a lie from hell. And I want you to, I want you to, to right now ask God to help you with what that is. Tell him what it is, what you've been thinking, the lie you've been thinking, and ask him to give you the Holy Spirit so that you can think clearly about that.
Father, we want to be a church who has the mind of Christ. We can't do that apart from your word. We can't do that when we're out from under your authority. We can't do that when we're openly disobedient to you. We can only have the mind of Christ when we're under your authority and obedient to your word. So God, if we're blatantly disobedient, then show us clearly. Break our hearts so that we will come back to you. God, if we're, if we're devious, if, if we're, we're, um, we're lying to people, I pray God that you would show us that truth is what you require. Break our hearts, God, because only humble people will be blessed by you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.